Welcome to all here in the sanctuary this morning at First Church, and also welcome to those listening on T102 and enjoying Facebook Live. We welcome everyone to worship this morning, and first of all, I'd like to thank Terry Wisman for the prelude this morning on the organ. Uh, Terry will also be sharing the message with us this morning. Uh, this Sunday, uh, Aaron Robal's Sunday School class uh, next door in the Ministry Center will start a new five-week study. Uh, if you're interested, make sure you get over there for that this morning. The roses on the altar this morning are in honor of two couples celebrating 50-plus years of marriage. Jean and, Jean and Pat Charlicky are celebrating 57 years today. Tom and Diane Flair, John, will celebrate 55 years on April 16th. Congratulations to those couples. And next Sunday, Doug and Kathy McLean will be sharing briefly during worship. They will also present photos and a full update of their ministry in Germany following worship in the ministry center. <clears throat> now I would ask all those that can stand to please stand and join us in our call to worship this morning. <clears throat> Excuse me. The call to worship is taken from Psalm 16. Keep me safe, my God. For in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, You are my Lord. Apart from you I have no good thing. I say of the holy people who are in the land, You are the noble ones in whom is all my delight. Those who run after other gods will suffer more and more. I will not pour out libations of blood to such gods or take up their names on my lips. Lord, You are alone on my portion in my cup. You make my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who consoles me. Even at night my heart instructs me. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body will rest secure. Continue to stand as we sing our praise song, Graves into Gardens. Hey. 
is the God of the mountain. He's the God of the valley. And there's not a place your mercy and grace won't find me again. Oh, there's children to come down for children's chat with Pastor Tori. to come from our VBS kit this year. You guys excited for VBS? I am too. There are tools in here. Okay, so I have a toolbox, and it has quite a few tools in it. So do you guys have toolboxes at your house? Yeah, probably your dad that has one, right? My dad has a toolbox on a scaffold. Oh, really? (laughs) That's awesome. So... You didn't have to bring him back into the house. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So if I needed to do put a nail into a piece of wood, what would I use? A hammer. A hammer. Yes, I have a hammer. Okay. Um, if I needed to, I'll show you. You can sit right here if you want to see what's in there. Um, if I needed to put a bookshelf together, what would I need? Probably a screwdriver, right? Or what? 
or an Allen wrench. Man, you're really advanced tool with, the, with tools there. I am not. I would use a school screwdriver. Now, what's this? Do you know what this is? Tape measure. So if I need to measure how tall one of you are, I'd use this, right? And let's see. If I need to drill a hole, what would I use? A drill. This one doesn't have the battery on it, but I could use this, right? So it's important to have the right tools for the job, right? Because would a hammer help me put a bookshelf together? It might, it might not, who knows. Um, but, you know, the church, the people all sitting in here, us right here, we are kind of like God's toolbox, okay? So he created us for different purposes, for different ways to live out his love and the way he wants us to live for him, right? So how many of you have talents? What are some of your talents? Swimming. Okay, cool. What else? Is anyone good at singing? Yeah, you got singing. Okay, so you can raise the hallelujah is your favorite song. I love that. What else is your talent? Piano, so music. Any of you like to play teacher? Yeah, so maybe teaching. What's your talent? Dancing. So all of those things God created specially for you to do to share his love with other people. So you can play the piano at church, which I've seen you do, right? You can sing worship songs like Raise a Hallelujah loud and worship the Lord with that, right? You can play sports for Jesus. You can swim for Jesus. You can teach. You can dance for Jesus, right? All of those things God created specifically for you, thank you, specifically for you to do to show him that you love him, but also to spread his word to the, uh, all those around you. So thinking about our toolbox again, let's say I needed to uh, screw my glasses back together. Would I use a hammer to do that? I would. I don't think I would. Um, I would use a screwdriver. This one's a little big, but I would definitely use a screwdriver to do that. So God created us all differently. No tool is the same. We all need different tools for different projects, just like God created all of you different to live out his mission and his kingdom in the world around us. So let's pray, and then you guys can go back to your families, all right? Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that you've given us all special abilities to do things for you. We pray that when you need us, that we will be ready and willing to do what you need for us to do for you. We love you, and we thank you for creating us unique and special, Lord. Amen. You guys can go back to your families. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. But before we do that, this morning our offering goes to our missionary in Turkey, Sam. Um, So if you would like to give towards that missionary, um, you can do so on your way out the door or online. Uh, But let's go, let's bow our heads and go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this morning. We thank you for the opportunity to gather and to praise you. And God, we thank you for the morning of celebration that we had last Sunday with Easter. It was such a gift, Lord, to celebrate the resurrection of Christ together and to praise you last Sunday. But Lord, Easter may be over, but you call us to live in light 
of the resurrection every single day. And so I pray that your spirit will continue to encourage and equip and push us to live for Christ in all that we do every day. God, we lift up those who are on the cares and concerns list this morning. You know their situation and you know what is needed. And we pray that you would be with those individuals. Give them comfort and give them encouragement and work in their lives according to your will. We also pray for our offering this morning that goes to support our missionary in Turkey. We pray that your hand would guide him and that you would continue to work in Turkey through him. And we pray that the funds raised this morning would be a blessing and that they would be used to build your kingdom in that area. Lord, I also pray for Terry this morning as he gives the message. I pray that you would speak through him and I pray that we would have open hearts and open minds to receive what you've put on his heart to share with us. So God, we, imp- we invite you into this place this morning as we continue to worship you. And we pray all of these things in the name of your son who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Let us continue in worship this morning and stand and sing hymn number 213, Because He Lives.
please remain standing, if you will. Tori did such a good job on the children's chat. This is just a reinforcement of the scripture today, which I'm reading from 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of workings, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each come the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Please be seated. The beautiful majesty of a star-filled sky, the daffodils' blossoms announcing the arrival of spring, the browns of winter transformed to vibrant greens, the lilting call of a bright red cardinal from the top of a nearby tree. These and so much more are gifts from God. Let's rejoice and give thanks. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, make us ever mindful of your generous gifts and let us never forget that you created us in your image and freely grant us the miracle of your eternal grace. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. Amen. First order of business. Can't forget or I can't go home. My wife, Sally, wants to thank you all for the prayers, love, and support for her healing. She also appreciates each and every one of the prayers and cards that you sent her, and she deeply appreciates it all, and she feels very blessed. So thank you all for her concern. She is a great patient. And I'm trying to learn and adapt to my role as domestic servant. So we'll see how that works out. <laughs> Before I get started, I may need to apologize if I lo- overloaded anyone's hearing device during the prelude. One reason I love to play the organ is, in my opinion, an extreme lack of ability can be overcome with extensive use of the volume pedal. If they didn't want me to use it, they shouldn't have put it on there. I could say I just wanted to make sure everyone was awake, but the truth is I made up those last chords of Amazing Grace just to celebrate me getting through without falling off the organ bench. But in any case, it's all Pastor Joel's fault. 
When I asked Pastor Joel if I could play the prelude for this morning, I think his exact reply was, sure. Little did I know that he would quietly slip out of town and leave me without adult supervision. Now the question we must ask ourselves is what kind of shepherd abandons his flocks to the whims of an out-of-control organist? (laughs) But still, as Christians, I believe we should forgive his transgression, and I am certain that Pastor Tory will be able to handle any counseling that might be required, right? Okay. Feel much better. Okay. Today we're going to talk about talents. In ancient times, a talent was a measure of value usually compared to silver or gold. A talent was very valuable. Today, it still is. Talent, a characteristic feature, aptitude, or disposition of a person, a gift or ability, the natural endowments of a person. Whether we acknowledge it or not, a talent is a gift from God. Even though our talents are God-given, it is up to each one of us to take those God-given talents and nurture and develop them to the fullest for the glory of God. Don't lament about those talents which you don't have, but rejoice in the gifts you have received. My mother was an accomplished pianist and my father played the trumpet. When I was about nine years old, I followed in my father's footsteps and chose the trumpet. Slightly earlier, at my mother's insistence, I began piano lessons. I struggled for about three years. I learned two things. I really enjoyed the music the piano could produce, and I knew that I would be never able to play it with any kind of confidence. I had a dilemma, but I remembered that when A door is closed. God always opens a window. I wanted to play beautiful music, but I couldn't do it. Things went better with the trumpet. Our high school band achieved consecutive ones at state competitions during my four years in senior band. A few years earlier, my family had purchased a small chord organ. It consisted of one keyboard and a bunch of buttons. You played the melody on the keyboard and pushed the proper button for the appropriate chord. Some music showed the chords on the music sheet, but many did not. After a little thought, I approached our music director at school and described my problem. He readily agreed to offer a non-credit harmony course, everything you'd want to know about chords, how to make them what they are, and hundreds of other things. And he volunteered that we could sign up and take this course in a free period. Two of us signed up within a couple weeks, though. The other student dropped out, so I had a personal instructor for the rest of the term. Soon I could transcribe almost any music into a melody line and a chord accompaniment. Hey, guess what? I could play music, which is exactly what I did this morning. Those were my own arrangements, and... Most of the notes that are on there, you never heard because I didn't play them. But I could put chords with all those music lines and melody lines, and that's the result. (laughs) 
When I returned from my Air Force service, I purchased a, a two-manual organ, two keyboards with foot pedals, and started to play music. Over the years, I've played my special arrangements in church and for several weddings, and even made a CD of some of my practice sessions. Until today, almost no one was aware that you could put any, and I mean any, of the selections that Sharon plays so beautifully every week, I couldn't begin to play them. So let's just keep that little secret between us, okay? Whatever talents God has blessed you with, grow them and use them to the fullest. The path is not always easy or straightforward, but it is there. Find it. At an early age, I had a pretty good idea what I wanted to do with my future. I wanted to design and create stuff, serve my country, and I wanted to teach, share my knowledge with others. You don't have to be a school teacher to teach. In the Bible, Jesus is often referred to as rabbi, which actually means teacher. For example, we have been blessed with an outstanding and amazing teaching team at First Church. We have Pastor Joel and Pastor Tori, and Aaron and Maria, and Shelby and Carolyn, and many, many others. Talented teachers, one and all. After high school graduation, I entered the School of Engineering at The Ohio State University. It was a no-brainer. However, I knew I was going to have to get through a barrage of math. Mathematical analysis, differential calculus, integral calculus, analytical geometry, and complex differential equations, just to mention a few. My problem was I really didn't like math. It wasn't my thing. My goal was to somehow struggle through this scary challenge. As I later realized, my biggest problem was me and my lack of confidence. Often the path to enlightenment starts with a disaster. In one of my later math courses, I met my disaster. My professor, Ph.D., of course, was probably a brilliant mathematician, but he had the teaching skills somewhere between a rock and pond scum. As a teacher, he was absolutely worthless. He was one of the elites, bothered by the chore of teaching a lowly undergraduate course to a bunch of common, ordinary students. When I returned home after the term, I told my parents that, except for math, I was well pleased. I kind of expected a C in the math course, not my usual grade, I was quite surprised, shocked actually, when my grades arrived and I found that I had failed the math course. Well, it was a required course, so I had to take it again, and I did. This time I had a graduate assistant for my instructor, and sometimes he seemed to get a little confused when solving a difficult problem on the, on the board, and thought his way out loud through the solution. Some of those hazy points from that previous class became crystal clear as he explained how he got the solution. He assigned homework every day and always assigned two difficult bonus problems for extra credit if he called on you. I thought I'd better try the extra credit problems just in case. I didn't want to spend the rest of my life trying to pass this math course. 
Another student who was an exchange student from China who was a math major and probably had an IQ of 2,000 or something like that seemed to be the only other student who routinely solved the extra credit problems. By the middle of the term, if nobody volunteered to go to the board to solve the problem, the instructor would just announce, Wisman, take one of the problems, and Chen, take the other problem. And up we would go. Now I had to solve those things. I worked harder than I ever had in math. I pushed the limit and went way beyond. Soon, several of my classmates were asking me for help before class. I kind of silently got a big kick out of that. I said, if they only knew. We took our exam on the last day of class. And on the day scheduled for the exam, our instructor had the exams graded and had our total points for the entire class. The instructor drew a big curve on the board and wrote everyone's scores on it. The numbers were fairly well, no names of course, the numbers were fairly well distributed and mathematically you could call it a normal distribution, except for two. Those two numbers were almost identical and actually hundreds of points higher than the rest. He wrote those scores off to the side. As he explained how he constructed his grading curve, he said he, of course, disregarded the two sky-high scores. The whole class, and I mean the whole class, well, I'll never forget it, spontaneously spoke up in unison. Wisman and Chen. The class started laughing. The instructor just smiled. In the span of 12 or 13 weeks, I had somehow transformed from a complete math failure to a mathematical genius. Neither of those extremes was true, of course. But two life lessons were learned. First, don't necessarily believe the experts, the elites, when they tell you you're not capable enough, not smart enough, not skilled enough, not suited or not talented enough to accomplish your goals and your dreams. Second, Often the limits we come to accept about ourselves in no way reflect our real capabilities. Often amazing successes are built directly upon humiliating failures. Many of the teaching techniques that I used when I taught math at Wright State Lake Campus were borrowed from that instructor. When you expand your students' horizons, you allow them to soar even above their own expectations. I've seen it personally many times. Speaking of students, I'd like to take just a few moments to talk to our young people. I know that you can barely make it through the day without hearing something about that scary thing called climate change. Unfortunately, most of what you're told or read is exaggerated, distorted, and sometimes totally false. I'd love the opportunity to sit down with you all and discuss the truth about climate change. Let Pastor Tory or Pastor Joel know, and I'll be happy to meet with you. You might ask, who is this old guy, and what does he know about environmental issues? It's a fair question. 
In addition to my engineering degree, I also have a master's degree in business and environmental economics. One of the seven U.S. patents that I've been granted is for an integrated computer-controlled system to recycle, scrap car and truck tires into granular rubber steel wire, which is made into rebar and other steel products, and fabric, which can be used for insulation or padding. 100% of the tire is recycled. I know it's not football season, but the next time you watch an NFL game and see a talented wide receiver make a diving catch and skid to a stop, on the replay, pay close attention to those little black particles that seem to appear on the surface of the turf. The turf underlayment for most NFL stadiums is made of recycled tire rubber, SBR, styrene butyldiene. And I brought a sample along just so you could see. This is what's all under the turf and allows them to make those exciting plays without hurting themselves. I believe the saying is, if you're going to talk the talk, you should also walk the walk. More than 10 years ago, I installed a functioning wind turbine at our home, and I also designed and installed a 1.4 kilowatt solar array, solar panels. The hot water for my shower this morning was heated by the sun. Since I'm in teaching mode, I'd like to give you all a homework assignment. I ask that you take a few minutes and read the book of 1 Peter from beginning to end. It is a bit of a challenge, but it's worth your time. Peter wrote this letter to Christians who were being persecuted for their faith. He urges them to remember how much Jesus suffered for them. And Peter also tells them how to handle suffering, live as Christians in this sinful world, and have hope for the future. With respect to talents, Peter writes this in 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 10 and 11. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory and power forever and ever. Today's scripture lesson in 1 Corinthians reminds us that there are several that there are different kinds of talents, but the same God distributes them. There are different kinds of service, and all of them are given by the same Spirit in order to serve God and help others. In this time of misinformation, disinformation, corruption, censorship, intimidation, and cancel culture, it is fair to ask, where can I find the truth? Fortunately, there is a place. And it's right here. For those of you that are listening on the radio, I'm holding up the Bible. In the 33rd Psalm, verse 4, we find, For the word of the Lord is right and true. In John, chapter 8, verse 12, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And in John 14:6, Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. 
No one comes to the Father except through me. Since God knows the number of hairs on your head, remember Matthew chapter 10, verse 30, and even the hairs on your head are all numbered, we can know with assurance that God has placed us here for, at this time, for a specific reason. Take comfort in the familiar words found in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Talents are truly blessings from God. It's up to all of us to recognize our talents, develop and grow our talents, and use them for the glory of God. In closing, as a military veteran, I always deeply appreciate, as my fellow veterans do also, hearing those simple but powerful words, thank you for your service. Our mission was to preserve and protect our country, our communities, and our families from the evil enemies that would attempt to destroy us. We were charged with the duty to keep the enemy outside the gates. Unfortunately, the enemies of freedom are now inside the gates. For those of you with faith and courage that will stand, use your God-given talents, take up your cross, and follow the path of truth and righteousness in these troubled times, it is my privilege to say to you, thank you for your service. Amen. And now all those who are comfortably able, please stand for our closing hymn, number 97, All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name.
joy of the peace of God passes all human understanding be and abide with you now and forevermore. Go in peace and serve God.
Better than you, Lord, there's nothing. 